Welcome to the Rainbow Remix Best of Series 2022. I don't, did you, I don't know, like, do, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> Today. First in the mix is actress, comedian, and author Fiona Goodwin. Hi. 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 So happy to meet you. Me too. Me too. I, I was just saying to um, Denise, I'm so sorry about last time, I'm, and I, and thank you for having me back. Oh, we are so happy that you're here. I've been watching your YouTubes and you are hysterical. <laughs> really, really enjoying your, your comedy. And oh, your thank you. Thank you. That's very, hey, very she's kind. In, uh, she's in Santa Monica. So she oh, wow. beat us both on weather. <laughs> she gets to rub elbows with uh, Jenny McNulty and Suzanne and oh. Dana and all those people that we've all the yeah, all the funny ladies. All the West Coast girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. It's it's yeah. fantastic. Wow. It's great. And they're all um they're all doing really, really good. Do you, you know, I I I wanna say like I see a, <laughs> I haven't really done much on Facebook lately because I kind of feel like it's going towards the um the older <laughs> the older folks, you know. So right. It's <laughs> It's almost becoming like MySpace, right? I, I find myself not looking at it really hardly ever. Yeah, that's why it works for me, because I'm that old, you know? <laughs> my, and my people are old. They're old I, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm sure that I attract the 20-year-olds. Ha ha. So I don't know if you did, if you were dumped or got dumped, but you got out <laughs> no, of the I, I UK. There was, right there was no there was no dumping. Literally an escape. It was excellent. Just like, oh, back to bag. Yeah. Oh. Took off in the middle of the night. That kind Ghosting. of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's yeah, no, I, I I needed to. It was a long relationship, and I needed to get out of the you know out of the environment. Um, okay. But um, yeah, so I mean, my career started really when I was a you know as a missionary. You know, when I was younger. I mean, I used to preach the gospel with a, a little twist, you know? Wow, that's <laughs> interesting. I, is that, a little is that twist? True? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a missionary for a while and I got caught up in, because I was so desperately trying to escape being a lesbian, I thought if I could, you know, if I could uh, devote myself to the church and I trained as a nun uh, when I was younger. And, um, uh, and there I thought, I mean, and obviously a convent isn't the best place to go if you're trying to escape your sexuality, you know, as a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? But, um, so, yeah. I, so that was, I think I was always trying to perform. And even when I was a missionary, I was performing in a Christian performing arts group. And we traveled around Canada, America, Honduras. I auditioned and got the part of Satan and, <laughs> uh, and traveled around uh, being Satan. And I went there because they said that they could cure me of being gay. And, uh, and on, on route, as we traveled around the rainforests of Choloma and Tegucigalpa and all these cities, I fell in love with the girl who was playing the part of the Virgin Mary. So that did not work out the way they had planned. The whole thing backfired dreadfully, dreadfully. <laughs> Satan in 
the wow. Mary. <laughs> That's quite a plot twist right yeah, there. This is so, fantastic. This is a routine in itself. Yeah, no, well, that's really my show is very much about this, this story. So anyway, I did it in the end, I did en end up in, um, I did end up in, uh, in America to, 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 because I'd done a course there and they seemed to be fine about people being gay. Yeah, yeah. There didn't seem to be any, any, they weren't, nobody was upset about it. So, and that's really when I started to come out properly. Mm. And, and I started doing stand-up comedy and I was doing the comedy store and things really started to open up. Then I fell in love. Everything went backwards. <laughs> you know, just three forward, three steps. Yeah. Nothing like that to set you, set you backtracked, right? I know, right? <laughs> and my girlfriend had a baby. That was tricky. Um, not mine. Um, and oh. uh, okay. that is tricky. Yeah, it was tricky. So um, anyway, so so then uh, then I started getting more serious about it, and uh, and you were asking me, Denise, about how I landed with a very British lesbian. I was doing a show called A Very British Exorcism. Oh, um, that was the first show, and that was because I was I had a the church did try to exorcise me. You know when I was what? young. Wow. So, yeah. So. Um, what church was that? Is oh, that... It, was a, it was a happy, clappy, charismatic house fellowship. Wow. Yeah. So the demons, obviously, that's why it was a little bit ironic that I ended up with the role of Satan when I was touring Honduras. Um, but, <laughs> a um, mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to get the whole idea of the devil out of my mind, you know. Wow. Yeah. That would, that is a, Mm -hmm. uh quite a, a twist i think i just gotta say that, that's a mind fuck that's a mind yeah. Fuck. yeah i was trying to find a nicer way you, to say that there, there's no <laughs> word that that better encapsulates no. that yet. Yeah. yeah i think though that you see you know the older the older you are the more crazy the stories get because you know things have got a little bit easier so the further mm -hmm. away from it that you yeah. get like the more you go oh my god but when you're right in it yeah like that's a KitchenAid mixer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, of, of things that you, that you will, you know, for me, like that I've heard of. Right. You know, that, but I didn't realize on any level that it was going on, you know, yeah. present yeah. day. But, you know, wow. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing is, is when you've had the exorcism, you're always, I mean, I was always terribly hopeful that it was going to rid me of my love of whoever it was at the time. Right, right. And, and it didn't. So I, you know, then you become a hopeless case and then you think, well, I don't know if I'm never going to be cured, I'm never going to be uh, accepted. And so that's, that's where people get very hopeless. Yeah. It's amazing that in something so dark that you mm -hmm. can find, you know, the comedy as you, you know, move away from it, True. you find the comedy and the irony, like you said, a yeah. lot of British humor yeah. comes from irony, you know, sarcasm, yeah, top of the list, but yeah. irony is like right under there, so. Well, it's, it's definitely comedy plus time, I mean, tra tragedy, sorry, plus yeah. time, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just, it's really nuts. It must have been, like, explain the culture shock 
you know, like stepping into LA where people are so open about everything, their feelings, their expression, right. how they dress, you know, oh, absolutely. Their women. absolutely. Yeah. Can I do that after I found my charger? Yes. <laughs> you can talk that amongst yourselves. I'm so sorry. Yes, we right will. Jay, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, Mount Gay rum and Coke. Okay. With oh, you did I did a Shanky's Whip Irish whiskey and, oh. and Coke. So obviously light on the Coke. Yes, we I, match almost. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my Jack Daniels hat on. A nice. I have the on the rocks glass, but you can barely see it. <laughs> <laughs> we blend. We blend today. I thought nice. I was having a haircut this afternoon, so I didn't I put any hair product. I a haircut this afternoon. <laughs> the woman never called me back. I'm going to come to Florida on Monday, like mm -hmm. Monica in Friends, and she had the frizz. <laughs> so I just want to prepare you that when I see you, my hair is going to be triple in size. Okay. I will be welcome prepared. Back. Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. I'm, I'm a professional. What can I say? <laughs> we have so we have, we we value professionalism like this much <laughs> if that if we that. embrace that we embrace the uh by the seat of your pants professionalism well that's, that's, it. that's <laughs> all that's going on here really that's our motto by yeah. the seat of your pants everything yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so the culture shock when i got here it was massive because i was I was noticing that people were in relationships with same in same-sex relationships, and nobody seemed to be that bothered by it. And well, yeah, and, I, they, and so open, you know, like yeah. none of this, you know. You, you feel a little bit silly because you think I've spent forty-five years yeah. undercover, right? And these people are listening to me. I mean, I was on a, I was on a doing a master's in spiritual psychology cool. for uh, for two years. I was commuting to LA. And um, and I would go there each month, and they would be all just, you know, talking. They would be listening to my stories, just thinking, and you could see that how baffled they were by my experience, you know. Yeah. Were you in the church the whole all that time? No, I left the church probably about when I was about thirty-three. I joined the church when I was fifteen. Oh wow, um, that was a long time. Yeah, you to be in that, you hung in there. That mindset. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I missed out a lot on just, just popular culture because I was, uh, I, had, I had to read the Bible a lot and um, it wasn't time to, and it was just a bit like a cult really, you know, I didn't, people, even now people talk to me about pop groups and sometimes and I don't know who they are because I was, I could tell you about 1 Corinthians 13, but I couldn't tell you, you know. It's so, it seems so in line with like Scientology, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, there you are in the epicenter, you know, of that, of, mm -hmm. of the Scientology. So, wow, it's just, it's so layered. It's yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah. So, I had, a funny, I had a funny experience, which probably is completely irrelevant to this, but I had a friend's grandma staying with me in LA one time and she had a, she had a schizophrenic breakdown and she uh, begged me one night to take her down to the Scientology Center in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I had to, we had a baby at the time, and so I just wanted to get her out of the house. So at three in the morning, I put her in my car, and we drive in our nighties down to the Scientology Center, right? The celebrity <laughs> Scientology Center. Yeah. And we get out of our cars in our nighties, in our nightwear, and she's, I mean, she's got, you know, curlers in her hair, and she's got sort of a full <laughs> length, full length. She was Australian. She had a, well, that's really relevant. 
she was wearing a full-length nightie with frills and everything and and she was wandering around the Scientology Center. She couldn't get in, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and she didn't like Scientology and she was like swearing at the building. You know, I won't Ooh. say anything, but <laughs> the security guards came and got us pretty quickly. <laughs> I would think so. Wow. That's a, blazing, that's a blazing ad for Scientology right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were on it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's just. Yeah. So when when did you start to uh, when did you start to do the comedy? Like when did you come out of that? Like I, I really admire the fact that you're you started later and than most people do in the industry. Yeah, and you you have had success and have a fan base within your demographic. But I, I just think that's amazing when women can do that because that's a lot to overcome in such a youth driven industry. Thank so, you. I think I think uh, I was saying to Denise that earlier that um, I uh, was um, when I came out, like when I came moved over here. When I came out, um, then it was as if because I had had to mute myself so much uh, in every aspect. Because obviously, when you are pretending to be something you're not. I mean, I was you know pretending to be straight till I was about mm -hmm. five. Right. And so you're constantly lying. You don't know how much you're lying, but you are lying all the time. So when I came out and I was in this environment where people were telling the truth and being honest about themselves and suddenly all that went, that's when I realized that um, I had this other thing that I needed to come out. That needed mm -hmm. to come out. I, I needed to come out as a performer. So the two things were like simultaneous because yeah, it was just extraordinary. So How and I, remember, I remember being on this course and I remember sort of at the end of the first year standing up and saying, I, I, I know what I want to do. I want to live in L.A. I want to live on a boat in the marina and I want to do stand up comedy. And by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> so the whole thing, it was just like the whole thing just exploded all at once. It, and I think, you know, when you think about, like you said, the length of time pretending to be something you're not and then all of the sudden all of that goes away and you yeah. realize you know I, it just it doesn't it feel like oh, almost overwhelming it is overwhelming and and you suddenly feel that you've got to absolutely make the most of every minute because you spent all of this time right just uh, just like i don't know not dead exactly but just lying and not being truly yourself so suddenly mm -hmm. then so that's how I went from being completely closeted to being suddenly I'm on stage saying I'm a very British lesbian because I right. thought I cannot I cannot pretend anymore I have to be I have to be of service I mean that sounds very I mean I was a nun so forgive me for that <laughs> but, um, but I, I have to I have to make up for lost time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And there yeah, must be other people like me. And there are, like, you know, about my, the show I do on Facebook, the two, two days a week, I do my Corona Live poetry show. Do you know about that? I don't. Okay, so two days, when Corona started, I think within a few days, I went on to Facebook. I did my first Facebook Live. And I, I was just, you know, in some kind of, like, shoddy, you know, wife beater. You're not allowed to call that a wife beater, are you? People... I, I get complaints when I call I told them. you, you know, this much professionalism. 
and this much PC. Anyway. I was going to say, no political correctness. Yeah. Worry about. Well, just to explain, here a wife beater is kind of t-shirt. I won't use that word and I apologize deeply. Um, anyway, so I came on and I did five minutes and I just chatted away and I just thought I've if we're going to be locked up, I have to do something. I've got to be, I've got to be, I've got to get out of myself somehow. And I've got to start maybe giving something because I, I can't, I'm not doing shows. I'm not doing anything. So, so that developed and that developed into, I did it every day for a month. And now it's, I do it on a Monday and Fridays at one o'clock uh, California time. And it's now developed into what's called Corona Live Poetry left coast lesbian lunch crying in bed <laughs> oh my god that's brilliant that's um, brilliant um, but you it, know it, i think you gotta live every moment as your authentic self now because you mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. yeah that so just because of lockdown and this virus i mean you still need an outlet you know yeah. so that's mm -hmm. brilliant like we were saying like facebook's the pretty much the place to do it for yeah. you know to, to hit yeah. your audience yeah only for my age for my age group and and yeah. of course then I discovered all sorts of women just like me who'd had the same experience as me living mm -hmm. really? lives and so on and so it's quite a lovely community that's developed you know and that's when I did so my sweet. I did my show in Santa Monica just um a few months ago or just before Christmas and People flew in from Massachusetts, from Waco, Texas. From that's amazing. Yeah, that's wow. huge. Amazing, that's huge. and people have made friends. It's been wonderful. Yeah, that's, so you know that's nice. The community, the feel of the community, the fans build their own community, don't they? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. exactly. I find that your story is so inspiring because uh, you know a lot of a lot of women in particular think when you get past thirty, even in this right. business, you, you know. What's the point? Like I'm a musician and I started late in life uh, to be playing music professionally. I started at 32. Wow. I wasn't in the college band or the high school band. I was an accountant and <laughs> I started and th at 32. I started, you know, I'm like, I'm not happy doing this. And, and I, um, you know, I started playing music and putting a band together. And, but um, I love that you kind of made your vision board Mm -hmm. of wanting to live in LA and live in a marina. And so you did, you got to do all those things, right? Yeah. Live in yeah. LA and marina. Yeah. That's amazing. You, I'm like so inspired by this oh, today. Thank you. I love thank that you. you did that. And I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you must've had like, the road wasn't easy, right? Like financially in this business, it's very hard to mm -hmm. do what you love and support yeah. yourself with that. So. Well, I've now developed since in, in the last few years, few years I've now developed because I'm also a psychotherapist so oh. I, have a, I have a practice not a full practice because I can't because of my other work but um, that's what helps me when especially since corona it's like been amazingly helpful yeah it's, I mean everybody's mental health is like frazzled yeah you know just again not, not knowing when you're going to be able to get out, when you're going to be able to see people, are you going to want to? I mean, I'm like, I tell everybody, I'm still so people phobic. I am <laughs> max, you know, and I'm like, still so people phobic, you know, even when yeah. my, my uh, parents were here, I felt really bad because 
they, you know, it, there was all the the testing and I, just to, for them to fly, you know, test before you leave, test on day two. And so they did everything right, but they never got their test results back. So I didn't <laughs> want to let them leave, leave yeah. go spreading germs if I didn't know, you know, if they had it or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first half of their trip was literally spent in my tiny house. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, it was frazzling. And then when we finally did go out, uh, I took them to a big garden center in uh, Esher mm -hmm. and, um, and I was the one that was having the problem. Like I was, <laughs> everybody was in masks. Everybody was very, you know, good yeah, yeah. as far as that, but, you know, just having, you know, people walking by you and cutting in front of you. And you're, I was just like, Oh, oh, oh. I just haven't been that exposed you know, before and it, and it just got me so jittery. I can't, I feel so bad for the person who has to sit next to me on the plane Monday. I really, really do. I'm <laughs> just going to be a, well, like a blubbering mess the whole time. The planes are the safest place to be, really. Because That's what I keep hearing. So I'm like, yeah, mm. yeah. I just, yeah. Put that in your filing cabinet, your mental yeah. filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Safest yeah. place to be, safest place to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. It's the airports too, like, uh, so yeah, it's just so are you still with the woman that you were with when you came to the states? That, oh the my woman goodness, that had the baby. There's been some recycling since then. Oh. <laughs> Upcycling. <laughs> always, always. Okay, that's a plus. <laughs> the thing about when you live in when you live in California, um, there's so much uh, emphasis on evolution and consciousness and. Um, you know, they, they do go a little bit nutty, uh, you know, some, sometimes, but, um, you know, I love, I, what I really appreciate is the attitude of everything is for our learning, everything, mm -hmm. every relationship, every situation, you know, is about, uh, you know, is a, is a message for us to take on board and for us to evolve and move forward. And if we evolve, we inevitably uh, get into relationships with people who, um, who, are drawn to us because they have a similar mm -hmm. similar vibe you know right that's true that's true that's, that's true. true a lot of crazy yeah. old ladies <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> anyway, I, I thought they kicked you out after 50 <laughs> out of la or, or if you start tipping the scales like 165 170 you're out no well that's i do sometimes like that yeah i walk the streets of la and i think where are they where are the old people <laughs> I, I remember I'm one of them but I'm not quite I'm not quite you know you just don't you know I don't know where they go but they, they go somewhere <laughs> I'm gonna say like um Santa Barbara Montecito well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Feminineers. yeah yeah that's it's just I just can't even uh imagine you know, like I get culture shock. Like I, I totally get it, you know, especially leaving South Florida and coming here, you yeah. know, so I, I understand it, but not on the scale, like it had to have been for you, you know, like I, I just, I just can't even fathom it. Do you, do you miss being here? Do you wonder like what it would have been like if, if you I stayed? Would... Yeah. Yeah. If I stayed, I would never have got into stand up comedy. Really? Yeah. It I had difficult to, I... here. It does. Seems like there's only two routes, like Hammersmith Apollo <laughs> and uh, a television show, a panel show. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't doesn't seem like there's a lot of avenues to to be able to. Well, it's just uh, the attitude. I mean, the, the attitude here is can do. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, and there's, there's, there is some insanity with that. I mean, people start doing things they really shouldn't be doing because of that. Because you know? <laughs> they can. Because they can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, but, it, does, it seems um, a little oppressed here. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. and JD, you were saying about me coming over and, you know, how, how, how brave it was. Here, I didn't have to be as brave because, for example, when I had said, you know, announced to people, I'm going to live on a boat in the marina and I'm going to uh, do stand up comedy. I think within a few weeks, I had a phone call from someone saying uh, my friend needs someone to cat sit on his boat in the marina. Wow. That's you the sort of manifested thing. that. Yeah, I was just going to use that word. And I was like, that's so L.A. And there you said it. Okay, <laughs> and that's just—it just feels like normal, you know. Here now, I mean, we're living here. That's kind of, you know, this. I have this. I I love the motto the, uh, to expect the unexpected, and I have very much got that attitude now. And uh, it's it's exciting being here because um, because there is that level of awareness, uh, not amongst everywhere, obviously. But um, there is a, a level of awareness about how yeah. the universe works, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So, that part I get. Like I, yeah. So I when, I got, that, when I got that, yeah, when I got that call from this person saying, you know, would, would you like to, would you like this? I said, of course. I, I resigned from my job immediately and off I went. To be fair, I'd already resigned from my job. And the other, the other <laughs> as soon as I had announced that, I knew I had to resign from my job to make it happen. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and the other the other thing I, I, I love is the and I don't know I can't remember who said it but at the moment of commitment the universe responds and and I have such so many examples of how I made a step uh, in some crazy direction and the universe met me on the way you know but you have wow. that moment, you have that moment where you just literally it's like you jump off the cliff you know yeah, that was so brave of you. That that was it's quite a, a leap to do it. Kind of thing. That, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it it wasn't. It wasn't because I I can't tell you in this environment here. It's it's more part of the vernacular. It's it's as if you know. Yes, of course you make a brave step, and the universe is going to meet you. It's just like it's a whole. Yeah, different they don't really know any other way. I mean, everybody yeah. that's out there is there taking risks. You know, like mm-hmm. you know. When Donna, when when my uh, my my friend and I went, um, I have a, I have a cousin that's been out there for like thirty years now, um, but when my friend and I went out there, we were staying at the Standard on Sunset Strip, mm-hmm. and um, every morning, you know, we would sit by the pool and have breakfast or whatever, and uh, my friend would be like, you know, uh, half the people here, they're not even staying here, they're just here to be seen, and I'm like, really. <laughs> How did you, how do you know? She was like, I see them. They just, they come, you know, yeah. their newspaper and this is where they're, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then we realized in four days, every person that we met or talked to was yeah. in the business. Like there was yeah. a that said, I work at a bank or I work at the library right. or I'm an accountant or, you know, yeah. no, everybody there was you know, uh, in the business in some yeah. way, shape or form, they're a writer, they're a performer, they're, and you know, that it is the place to be, you know, mm-hmm. that's what you want, you know, yeah. your opportunities, you know, are there. And it, it, I mean, yeah, it does take like a, a, maybe a little bit of luck, 
perhaps a little yeah. nepotism, who knows, but yeah. you know, uh, your chances are so much better, you yeah. know, yeah. in that environment where everybody's kind of thinking the same way and, and in the same yeah. way. I remember being in a Starbucks line sort of when I was first there and hearing somebody in front of me saying, you know, I think we, you know, we could probably make, you know, it would probably take 5 million, you know, we've got 5 million for the movie, you know, we could maybe, we can get another investor and get another 5 million. And I'm hearing these numbers, you know, 5 million. Scraping together. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been a, I've been a high school teacher for, you know, for many years before, after the nun thing, and then before coming in. So, I mean, you know, we were, we were always worried about whether we could get pens, you know. Right. Right. Your and they're talking company. about five yeah. million. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. It's a different way of life. It's a different it's way really of life. It's really like go big or go home there, I it guess. Really you know, is. Like a lot of people go home. I think my my immigration my immigration lawyer said to me once, she gave me some sort of figure, something like three thousand a, a week uh in California. Three thousand three thousand people a week leave California. Wow. But yeah. Well it's like that in Nashville. It's like that in Nashville. Everyone's in the music business, no matter who you talk to. And it doesn't matter what they're doing at the moment. The bartenders, the bellmen, all those people, the waiters, they're, they're always in the business mm-hmm. because they want to be there to be heard. So I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, get that. yeah. I remember having lunch once with a, with a friend who was a casting director. And it wasn't even in the center of L.A. It was kind of on the, on the outside. And we were sat there and just having dinner and the, the woman said to the waitress, you are an actress, right? Um, <laughs> and the woman said, yeah, the girl said, she was in her twenties. She said, yeah. She said, well, can I give you my card? Um, I love <laughs> your look. I love your look. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, there and then it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. They made. Yeah. Yeah. That's they me. made. Wow. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it is. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a whole different world. You know, like I couldn't, in the four days that I was there, honestly, on the plane, on the way back, I was just like, I couldn't wait to get home because <laughs> it was so out of my comfort zone. The size of me, you know, <laughs> personality, having dark hair, nothing worked, you know, nothing worked <laughs> on any level. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was so fish out of water. I was like, eh, I was so uncomfortable, but you know, it's just, it's where you go you know, mm-hmm. when you have that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, that drive, you know, yeah. like I would like love writing, you know, books and stuff that, that I could do that right here. I could be chubby. I can have dark hair. I don't have to leave the house. So I'm in the good nurturing environment for this, you know, but yeah, it, <laughs> when you uh, have an idea and um, you know, and you're in a place that everybody, you know, is so similar you know, especially, like I said, with that group of comedians, women, yeah, yeah. you know, that they're smart, they're, you know, they're business savvy, you know, yeah. they're fantastic. Like, you know, mm. that, that's definitely the place to be. You want to be someplace where you can soak all that, soak it in. Yeah. Soak that in. yeah. One of the things that keeps me going is, is having a sense of, you know, because I came out so late, because I have so much empathy for lesbians who, struggled the way that I did yeah I think when you keep a sense of your own you know like what is what is my mission you know and yeah how can I be a service and rather that that helps me better than how do I get to the top or how do I you know, that's a good point yeah it's that's a good point. how do I make people laugh 
yeah. you know, like that's that that brings out uh, something in people, you know, like yeah. the because I can't I can't compare myself with um, you know, there's some I mean I've come across huge comedians here and. I can't compare myself with them. I can't, you know, wish for their, well, I can wish for their uh, status. But if you do that too much, you know, it, it will sink you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. totally understand that because it, what you're saying about being in, in LA is like when I keep saying Nashville, but I felt you get there and you feel this energy of the music and the city and everyone being part of it. But then, there's this overwhelming feeling of what am I doing here? There's so many people trying for the same brass ring. And, you know, there's the best of the people, you know, the guy that's the bellman might be a, an amazing singer, an amazing guitar player and songwriter or whatever. So you could let it sink you. You're right. If you don't keep your eye on your own prize, because yeah. you could easily get overwhelmed. Sure. And, and in my case, intimidated. I felt intimidated a lot of the times. When, like, I don't belong here. Like, why am I on this roster? Why am I playing on this stage? You know, but you kind of have to push through it and find your own reason. Yeah, you so, yeah. yeah, it keeps, I think that's what keeps you going, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it really does. And, and I, because I'm very lucky because I have two things going on. One is the performing and the other is doing the poetry live show twice a week, which I don't charge for. And, uh, and it's created a great community. And out of that, some workshops, and I've been able to work in my in my psychotherapy role. I've been able to work with lesbians, or not really work with them, but just create a bit of a community workshop community. It's like it and all that, came together again. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. that's so yeah. great. Wow. Yeah. So your uh, your Facebook is it under? What is what is your Facebook under? It's called a very. It's called a, a, a. The show is on a very British lesbian or Fiona Goodwin. But if you go to my website, which is fionagoodwin.com, all the details for everything are, are on that. That's fantastic. So they can yeah. get to those things. Yeah. And, and know where yeah. you're going to be. Where are you performing in March? You said you have a show coming up in March. Uh, yes, it's at the uh, Marilyn Monroe Theatre in Hollywood. Excellent. And, um, it's part of a, a guy called Eddie Alfano. He was on Shameless and all sorts of great, great TV shows. He runs this thing, he'll be performing as well. And oh, there's, kind of a, there's a run of, you know, a, 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 a roster of people performing. Um, oh, cool, great. So there's a lot of ways. We can see you live, we can see you on Facebook, we can go to your website, we can see yeah. you the poetry thing. This is, this is really- He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> or you can read the book. You know about the book? I don't know about the book. Right, here's the book. Hold on one what? second. There you go. There's the book. A very British lesbian. Oh, oh perfect. A copy of that. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I would imagine on, on the website we can or you can. Yeah, order you can find that. It's on Amazon and Kindle and stuff. Oh, Fiona, thank you so much for, oh, so for making this happen. This is your story is just absolutely incredible. Oh. And your comedy is fresh. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank I have you. to say you were well worth waiting for. Oh, yes. Yes. yes Definitely. I'd love to come back. You guys are just delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful uh, evening there for you in the middle of the day. Have a great evening. <laughs> bed. Jay, have a good dinner. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's and great. We will definitely have you back. Thank you. Good luck to me with the weather in England. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to Florida for a month, baby. I'm so excited. Yeah.
Next in the mix is Shaz Riley, founder of the Butch Clothing Company. JD, yeah. <laughs> that's Shaz. That's Shaz hey, nice from the Butch Clothing Company. Shaz, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you, really good. Well, it's very hot over here. It's uh, Florida heat at the moment. So It yeah. is. It is. And you know, I got to tell you, I have people that come up to me when I whine and complain and whinge about the heat. And- <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's I can't believe it. It's so hot. I'm gonna die. And they go, Aren't you from Florida? I know, right? And I go, yeah, but they have air conditioning. Like even the outdoor cafes have misters and fans. So exactly we've just right. come back from Florida, but I actually lived in Florida for a year in uh in two uh, well mid 2000 to mid 2001. Uh, I, I lived in Orlando and um so you, you know, know I I always say, I always say, oh, it's Florida heat. It's Florida heat, you know. Florida, um, yeah. Or, 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 or more importantly, it's not Florida heat, you know. It's like, but <laughs> yeah, now it is. So I just want to, um, first of all, thank you. I know this is late, and I know that it's hot, and you're all dressed up, and that's so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited to meet you and hear about. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. And hear about I mean, what you do. Look Thank at, you. Yeah, nice to meet you both as well. Really, really cool to meet you. Thank you for inviting me to do this. I, I saw the tweet and I saw that you were launching in the U.S. So it's the Butch Clothing Company. Like, and I was just going over this with with Shez early. I met. I think I'm pretty sure that I met Shez in 2012 at the Connet Hotel at an LGBT fair or something. And um, and I remember the name Butch Clothing. So when I saw the tweet about it, because that was a retweet from someone um you know saying congratulations that you're going to be launching in the u.s and i'm like i know that name i know that name and i was cracking my brain and that's it i think that was it and i thought wow that was like 2012 you're plugging along it's 10 years later how did you decide that first of all do i i I do that was a cat (laughs) okay um how did you keep the company going for 10 years and now decide to launch in the US. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a bit of a, a fallacy, actually, that we're only just launching now. We've been in the States and in Canada and globally for the since 2010, because I came up with the idea of Skype consultations way back when, because I was getting so many. They, there was a big launch. When we launched in the UK, The Guardian did a big feature on us. Diva magazine did a big feature on us, uh, as did Curve. Um, the editor Marin Johns nice. put that together and oh, yeah, 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 put that together for me in the states. So that was great. Um, and uh, because I was, and because of that, I was getting so much interest um, that there were so many US and Canadian, Australian clients that wanted to work with us that I had to very quickly come up with a concept of these Skype consultations. Yes. Basically, what's happened is Marin now runs Queer Forty. Yeah. And said, Shaz, let's do a piece and let's 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 tell them you're still out there. Let's tell them that, you know, that it's available. So that's what that's basically what that Queer 40 piece is. Okay, it's that's kind awesome of just reminding though. people that we're still here because pa- the pandemics hit, hit us very hard, um, very hard. You no know, and people are, no one needed to be, you know. Yeah. No yeah. one needed to be dressed up. No weddings, no weddings canceled. Yes. Yeah. People were yeah. going much more casual into work now um and 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 it's with all the inflation and you know the cost of living rises 
people don't have the money for luxuries and the butch clothing company make high-end bespoke suits we i never wanted to sell cheap suits it was always about making a quality product because i wanted it to be um that as women we got the same opportunities as men got when they could go somewhere like to savile row tailors and to to buy you know expensive nice quality suits that weren't going to fall apart in five years you know i wanted to create something and i've always realized that it's not for everyone's pocket i do realize that there are you know there's a large proportion of people that can't afford what we do and and uh you know i've been criticized for that but but you know you don't criticize mercedes for making high-end cars uh when ford make cars that are much more affordable so why would you criticize a bespoke tailors for, exactly. for doing the same? And I use the finest Yorkshire mills in, you know, in, in, the, in the UK uh, to create, to, to create our suits from the, you know, the most perfect fabrics and, wow. uh, and, they, and they'll last for years and years and years. And, you know, I would expect them to live as long as the person that buys them. Um, I mean, I'm that confident with what we do. And I mean, we're, we're, you know, 2009, it's 2022 now, you know, I'm still wearing the suits that were made back then. And I know a heck of a lot of my clients are. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. But, yeah. um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's a, it was an interesting concept right from the start. Um, you asked me about the, uh, the, you know, the name of the company and how that's been perceived yeah. and received. received yeah. It, it, it's an interest that that's interesting in itself in the fact that I did not know what to call the company when I started it. I was working, uh, I started work at 17 in the West End theatres. I was very fortunate to be working with people like Danny Boyle and Gary yeah, Oldman. Wow. All those kind of people. I had a fantastic career for 15 years in West End theatres and then went into very high end live events, um, was one of the senior project managers um, just before the, uh, the Millennium Dome opened. When they needed people to come in and sort out the finishing off of all the zones in the in the in the dome, and um, you know, I worked in in very high end uh, events with uh, celebrities, pharmaceutical companies, banking companies, and I'd got to sort of travel the world. And by the time I then met my wife uh, in two thousand and eight, and then um, by two thousand and nine, I kind of said enough, enough traveling, enough live events and I'm exhausted I was in my early early 40s 43 I think at the time and I look so much younger than I actually am um, <laughs> yeah really that's what I tell people um, no and um, and I just said I want to do something different and she was like Sue was like what are you going to do and I'm, I said I, I don't know and she said well you've been moaning about having to wear men's suits and how badly they fit you and how you hate it why don't you think about something along those lines? So basically the, the company was born out of my own need to have suits that fitted me properly and to feel as good as I knew that my male colleagues did in theirs. Right. I wanted to look as good as they did in their suits, but I wanted something that was going to fit my form. So I wanted a masculine style suit as yeah. opposed to a male suit or a man suit. I so, love so much about everything about your story. I'm sorry. Continue. I go. I, I love I love the fact that you're unapologetic about your suits being more expensive because they're better quality. Cause I always believe you get what you pay for in life in general. Thank and, you. and I love, I love that you reinvented and you started something new and, and, you know, a whole different type of career 
and and you're an entrepreneur for something that you had a need for. Like everything about your story is so inspiring. And thank you so much. It really hearing this. Yeah. You know, my wife was got asked to be uh, a best man <laughs> at a wedding. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And um, yeah, I've done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And she was really uh, flustered about what to wear, you know, like she didn't just want to wear, you know, her own trousers that fit really well with a nice shirt and a blazer. Like she wanted it to be smart, you know, and mm -hmm. she wanted the vest underneath. And, you know, it was, it, it wasn't that it was an upscale wedding because it was, you know, it was just in Farnham, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a, at a, a beautiful cottage and yeah, it was a, an amazing ceremony and everything. And she ended up having to do the Savile Row thing, you know, to get the suit made and didn't, you know, like, again, because we weren't really thinking, you know, uh, on the lines of like, of a, of a butch clothing company, you know, yeah. but that, that was a need like that right there. And we should have, you know, now looking back, um, but uh the thing is, is that there are occasions and and events and things that you you do want to look your best. You know, like I can't think of one right now because in the, I haven't done shit in the last. I four think years. there's <laughs> I think there's lots of things in life that that need uh, smart clothing. I think I think I would like everybody to realize that one um, th bespoke three piece can carry you through life and make you feel amazing because you only you know we, as as gay women, we often don't feel confident in our clothing. We often have to go into the men's department. We're often treated badly. It never badly. fits right. We often, it, it never, never fits, fits right. right. There's a lot of other tailoring companies out there that are offering clothing to gay women, but they don't get it because they don't live it, right. as far as I'm concerned. Right. So they, they never get, you know, I think some people get lucky, get a great fit. But, um, but, you know, mostly it's about understanding the person as much as it is creating the garments because you create the, I create the garments based on the profile of the person that I'm speaking to, that I've got to know, that I've measured, that I understand, right. uh, whose life is, is, body is different. Like our exactly. sizes are so different that, and, and their life is, you know, it's, it's the same, it's same, but different to mine. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. So right. Um, th there's a commonality there, but I think um, if, if everybody bought one three piece suit, and they had uh, a waistcoat, a vest, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, to wear with T-shirts and to wear with shirts and to wear, you know, yes. with shorts as well as wearing with trousers. If you had a pair of trousers, pants yes. uh, that you could wear with T-shirts, that you could wear with sweaters, jumpers, you, that you could wear with other shirts. Yes. If you had a, um, you know, a couple of really good quality bespoke shirts that you could mix and match in, a jacket that you can wear with jeans when you go out for Sunday mm -hmm. brunch or you can yeah. wear it to the theatre yep. you know the thing is I say to all of my clients don't just buy a three-piece suit for your wedding or for your office or whatever it may be right. um, buy it to wear it in all its many parts with everything in your wardrobe because one you're always going to feel fantastic because you've got this bespoke item on it's right. the one piece in your wardrobe or the three pieces in your wardrobe that fit you mm -hmm. to perfection Right. Yeah, so consequently, yeah. everything you match with that body. is going to yeah. feel brilliant. Yeah. You know, you put on your your your, your jeans that maybe you're not that confident with normally, mm -hmm. but you slip your jacket on, and you or, or yeah. you slip your waistcoat on or your vest, 
And uh, I'm trying to do the transatlantic thing here, you know, with <laughs> yeah. the pants and the vest. The waistcoat and, the best, Jay. Yeah, the waistcoat and the vest, yeah. you know. Yes. I'm sweltering <laughs> in this heat tonight, dressed like this. But I know. I have to say, if you need to unbutton and roll up, we get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I've got, I've got combat shorts on. <laughs> okay, beautiful. I like that. <laughs> My wife was like, yeah, actually, it looks really good, Shaz. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Shaz emails me and goes, I'll be dressed and ready. And I said, and we will not. And we will not. I know. And that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to ask you, how did you go from like, so you had the idea that you wanted to do this and that was not what you were, the career you were doing before. So how did you figure out how to get this done? Like get the suits made and where to go and. How, how yeah, did that, that fabric choices? You just said they were yeah. lo local. Uh, that's a that's another um, uh, great question. Um, well, actually, it was uh, about a year in research and development. I was trying to make this happen. Um, well, I suppose a lot of the research and development happened after I decided to make it happen. So, um, and I must tell you how I got the name for the company as well. We'll get back to oh, that. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of get around. Get back to but, that. Let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah, but, um, but basically, <laughs> um, I, just, I knew a lot of film, TV, and theatre costume makers. And I went to them, and they were all really excited about the concept. But nobody could really get the idea of how to make these suits, how to tailor it. Because it's not as easy as making a mouse style suit and then just altering it. Although some tailors would have you believe that. But I think that's where I kind of feel that we're ahead of the game because it, it, there's a lot of tricks that we've learned over the years to make it actually work and to make the fit work where I think maybe other people fall down. So that's a great thing for me to have learned how to do it. And I think being a gay woman and being the person that wanted the suits myself really helped. Right, um, right. But then I tried um, Savile Row Tailors. Again, brilliant people, excellent, loved the concept, didn't get it. Started to put lady starts into everything, you know, to make yeah. it much more of a lady's suit, which is yeah, not what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. You know, um, I've never made a suit for my wife because my wife is, is uh, you know, quite feminine and wouldn't want to wear one of my suits. So right, it's right. kind of like, you know, although I have had a lot of feminine clients, which is kind of like, you know, because they want that look. But, you know, yeah. but basically it was for more, it was for, it was uh, for butch women or for more women that identify as a more masculine style fit androgynous women, you know, trans uh, men, if they wanted to come, it was much more, we were geared for that, you know. Um, so basically, um, and I tried local tailors and I tried lots of different companies who I thought I might be able to work with. And then I found a team um, based in London. And, and one, of the, one of that team is still my design and de development management manager today. Um, and basically, yeah, um, basically, um, I found this team and they said, Shaz, you've got a great story. We've got a team of makers. You can set up a studio with us. We'll make it happen. And that's basically what's wow. happened. And we've moved production various times over the years because people have moved on and we've started here and we've changed location and we've done lots of different things. And we've supported lots of different initiatives globally. Um, but... Um, which which is too, too long a story to go into in, in, in now because there's too much other stuff to tell you about the company but <laughs> but yeah it's been a great journey it's been a great experience and um and that's basically how it got started and then I said train me not to be a maker but train me to do the measurement profile and as I was a um a high-end uh, pr uh 
production manager I was a I used to go into rooms and measure rooms and measure theaters and measure everything and basically if you can measure a room you can measure a person you know right. if you, you know uh, and and as I say we learned a lot of tricks about what what measurements to take and how they should be taken and, and everything else and and it's and I did it in a way that I could um, tra translate how I do it over Skype to uh any clients um wives or partners or mothers or aunties i've done grandmothers i've had everybody measure the clients um, but i show them under my watchful eye how to do it on skype basically um and it and it, and it becomes a very simple process and a very enjoyable process and you're able to show the fabrics and as if someone's in the consultation space here they right. can do exactly the same thing on skype so i've kind of tied the whole thing together in that way um they trained me i then now tell everybody show everybody else how to do it and That's it's i mean fantastic. the results are amazing because i mean i took a lot longer to learn than a lot of my clients take to learn they do it in the morning um it's funny but then obviously you know, we have the to... company like that's one of the things that probably you know makes you unique is that it's not just your company and you're walking around snapping your fingers that people you know right. you're in it you're in the trenches, you're doing the work, you've learned how to do the work, you're the face of the company, you've got to know every aspect of it. And people are seeing that when they're doing these Skype sessions with you. I mean, I, I, I've delivered, I turned down a lot of investment over the years for the company, which really? I, I felt like I was, I felt in my mid 40s, I was too old to be bothered to become a millionaire. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense, because to, because to become a millionaire, you've got to be hard assed. You've yeah. got to be prepared to travel. You've got to give up the life that, you know, I wanted to have a living wage, basically, that would keep me going. Uh, you know, my wife has a good job. I have a good job and, and we can have a nice lifestyle. And that's what I wanted because um, and and because I didn't want anybody else. I wanted me to be final to say, company, yes, final say. Um, because I want everybody to be able to have the experience of working with me um, because I understand who they are and I know their story because as I said before their story is my story and it's kind of like it's it, it's the way that I it's the, the other thing that I would say to people about the suits is you know um, when when you want to get a suit, you want any, you want to buy a male style suit. It, you kind of go, look, I loved my dad, most people, some people, but I did. Um, but I don't want to look like him in a suit. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to look. I know, and most people, and and you know, there's a commonality there that instantly people get it. Uh, they go, yes, that's yeah. it. I love my dad, but I don't want to look like my dad does in a suit. You know, I want to yeah, look like me. Is, like, I don't want to look yeah. like a used, used car salesman. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. or, I don't want to look like Harvey Lacey, you know, from, yeah. from Kenya. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> Harvey Lacey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love him, but I don't want to yeah. look like I'm in a suit. Right, right. That's why I think, you know, like when my, I was, you know, my wife has slowly transitioned from, from someone, you know, because she's, she's got a great little figure, but um, she just transitioned from like a, a, a skirt wearing, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, pencil businesswoman, pencil skirts and blazer, you know, that kind of transitioned into a more tailored, refined look for work, you know, like she works in a, you know, professional setting and, you know, although it's casual now, <laughs> but, you know, on her way up, you know, I think 
it, you know, it was um, interesting to see that transition of wearing more tailored trousers and button down shirts and blazers and stuff like that. But then, like, like I said, for this wedding, when she had the whole suit like made, it looked so nice and so smart. And it was, I want to say just a little bit left of masculine because it was, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? When you, it's That's the secret. Yeah. And when, like, when you see like a celebrity wearing like a tuxedo jacket or something at the Oscars or whatever, it's still a really nice suit. You mm-hmm. know, see Kate Blanchett wearing, you know, a really right. nice like oh man I wish I looked like that in a suit and that's the secret it's about taking each client because you know the the butch clothing company came about the name we'll get back to that and I can explain how this links yeah (laughs) uh, yeah, there's always a link um (laughs) the butch clothing company came about because I didn't know what to call the company and we were around some friends for dinner and these friends are are political well-known political feminists and they were like, well, what are you going to call this company then? And I went, I don't know what I'm going to call it. And they were like, um, well, what's it do then? I said, well, I'm going to make clothes for butch women, basically. And they went, well, there you go then. That's the company. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, the butch clothing company. And I was like, yeah, because that would really create a positive to the word butch again. Right. So that would make, you know, yes. and it would, mean, it would mean that every gay woman in the world would know that it was a company for them. Yes. Because they may not identify as butch, and you know, probably seventy percent of my clients wouldn't actually identify as butch. Right. They might say they're, you know, they want a more masculine style suit, or they might, you know, they might, you know, some of them do look like Kate Blanchett. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. truth of it as well. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I, but but they would know that it was a company for them, and, and that has worked right. brilliantly. Uh, uh, yeah. you know over the years it's the inclusion it's the it's the in, inclusion exactly. in it you know yeah, like, i mean it, it may have put some people off i don't know possibly but who knows i mean the point is it's a gay company it's a gay owned business uh founded by a gay woman who's lived the experience and you know people love it i mean the reviews that we get are phenomenal um in yeah. fact i've started blogging on the website um every month now Oh, that's and um, and one of the blogs coming up is is containing a lot of reviews because oh, I think cool. there's not enough reviews that I don't put enough reviews out there and I should put more out because oh for sure that's like you know, my clients are always yeah. willing to speak to other people they're always willing to speak to potential that's clients crazy. because they love we get invited to weddings which is fantastic I mean my wife and I you know because yeah. people you know we we form I form such bonds with the clients if they want to. Yeah, right, right. It's just that you know, it's just it's it's common ground, isn't it? It's yeah, um, and it makes it goes beyond. Yeah, I mean, mate, you must realize that a lot of my clients come to me, and they've they've had such negative purchasing experiences. Yeah, they spent half their life in tears over literally. They will say, and the last client I had um, last weekend was like, I literally, I literally, um, um, you know, I I literally cry when I go out shopping. Yes, and and that's. You know, that's horrible. Like, if you think about it, I don't know about you, Jay, but I remember for for my wedding, wedding, I was, um, first of all, I was married to a man (laughs) back in the 90s. Um, That whole experience of a a wedding dress was hideous. Like, people are feeling you up, squeezing you in places you don't want to be touched and (laughs) pinning pinning things and, you know, back for fittings and fittings and fittings and all that. That was hideous but going back even further 
like I re- never forget the first time my friend, one of my friends told me, I, I said, I always say, oh, I hate, I'm so uncomfortable. You know, my bras are so uncomfortable. I can't stand them. And they, and they said to me, it's because you haven't had the right bra. Yeah, not the right fit. All right. right. So we went to this place. I'll never forget it in Florida, in South Florida, owned by old Jew, owned by old Jewish lady. It was, I think it was Don, one of my friend Donna. It was, <laughs> it was maybe her or her mom said, "You got to go to Bras Plus." So I I went to this place called Bras Plus, and these four Jewish women ascended on me, <laughs> and like no shame in their game, they were just flinging the dressing room door open. They were like squeezing, tucking, lifting, putting. And, and, you know, I came out and I had a very comfortable bra, but the experience was hell. <laughs> like it was just, it was pure hell. And I'm like, and I started thinking to myself, I can't remember a positive shopping experience for any type of clothing <laughs> ever, yeah. Yeah. ever. Like it's always a nightmare, whether you're you know, having a fat day or you're, you know, <laughs> or you're, whatever the thing is, I've just never had a really great shopping experience. I have one place now that I will only shop at and that's Torrid in the Coral Square Mall. Jay, <laughs> Coral Square Mall. It's Torrid. I know it. If they ever go out of business, I'm so effed. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> but it, and I'm 53 and I just found this place like I don't know, six or seven years ago. And it's the only place I will buy my jeans. It's the only place tops I can get away with like screwing off whether they are comfortable or not. I don't even buy them in stores anymore. I could just order t-shirts from Amazon. But the thing of it is, is that it's never been a pleasant experience. And you're, because of the relatability, you know, you've had this experience and, you know, you probably hear it from every client. Every time, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I paid this much and I'm not happy with what I look like in it or what it, you know, it, right, right. whether it fell apart or not, or, yep. you know, all the complaints, you know, and, and you've been like through it all. So when somebody comes to you, you know, you, you literally know all the scenarios, you know, yep. it's, it's just, I think that's amazing because I can't remember a salesperson or a tailor ever agreeing with me when I say uh, my arms are big up here so I want some room I don't want this to be tight I need you know right they're not listening they don't care it's interesting and I I throw that into my measurement profiles as well because I I really talk to the clients I really really get to know them and 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 I really want to know. I always do a, a, a phone call before we have the the Skype consultation or before they turn up here, um, so that we we they know a lot about me and I know a lot about them. And that, but then when we're doing the measurement profile, it's the same thing. I say, tell me how you want this to fit. And then you know we add our tolerances and do various other things to it that I'm not going to you know trade secrets and all that. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to because otherwise everybody will be doing it. No, we're not asking for this. But, no, I mean you know when they want that, you know when they want when they want to have more room in their, right. in yeah. their in like their, some places want jackets or their, you know, people shirts. like everybody's different. Like some want a tighter. Some fit. people want it tight fitting, right. yeah. absolutely, and they want you know the skinny. You know, right. I mean, funny enough, that's not what's in this season. What's in this season? 
um, is is going for the much more eighties, looser, more casual look with the colours or the brightness. You know, but, yeah, I know. Really, it's going back to that. But um, but but up until this point, it was, uh, or up until COVID, at least, it was really the more slim fitting, yeah. tighter fitting suits with they the never narrow comfortable. But I mean, that's you know, I mean, it's, yeah, oh, people yeah. love them, you know. Yeah, to each why, their own. Why why the, the narrow ankle thing? I'm not, I was not. A I fan. love that. See, I love that. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, like I'm like dreading flares. Yeah, I'm like dreading the flares now. Back tailored, tapered. It's yeah, Jay. You've always been like a flare bottom. I like a flare. Yeah. I yeah. do. Very yeah. hard to find, but I, I I've never you... looked at. I've never looked good in them. See, like that's what I mean. Everybody's different, and yeah, rather people... than a flare, people just go for a wider leg now. Yeah, you know, so yeah, like a standard right. now is seventeen inches, mm -hmm. like, and most of my clients will go for fifteen. But now people are getting wider, you know, yeah. they want to go, well, yes. you know, so it's yeah. just, it's, it is nuts. Like that's when another thing too, is you do have to stay on top of the trends because, yeah. you know, they're ever changing. Do you ever um, look at a trend and just go, Ugh, nope. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I quite like that. You know, I did, the, I'm 56 and I, I did the whole kind of Don Johnson jacket t-shirt rolled up sleeves and i've ordered you know for myself i order my own suits as well and you know i've had roll up sleeve ones and that kind of thing you know and other people have gone oh no when i offer that to clients i go oh no and i go oh, i really liked mine but you know um the, <laughs> you know i think the thing is uh all the pastel colors and stuff are coming back and all that and i yeah. kind of go yeah great and like linens really in this one i just had a new linen suit and um, uh, and that, that's great, but then they start going on about the fact that you know the the wide leg trousers are coming back in. Yeah, that is coming a lot more baggy. That the shoulder pads are coming back, and I've gone, oh no, let's not. <laughs> but but you know it's what's back. So um, yeah. and I I follow the male fashion trends uh, to see where they're going to see what's because I know that's going to be reflected in what my clients are asking for. Right, right. So right. I need to stay on top of it. Um, yeah. And 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 Meryn Johns from, uh, you know, formerly of Curve and now of Queer 40, she said to me, she has write me a piece on what the latest, you know, let me know what the latest trends are. So, you know, people do ask me um, to, to comment. And uh, yeah, I'm always happy to. I like to stay on top of it. But yeah, a lot of it I don't like. <laughs> But, I, not, but you know, I always say to people, you know what, you don't want to look like me and I don't want to look like the next person and they don't want to look like that person. Everybody wants to look like themselves in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's exactly. the most important thing. Yeah. Where, really where, are you, where can people buy your suits? Are you, have, do you have shops or? or you... No, 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 it's all, it's all one-on-one uh, -on -one bespoke uh, tailoring. Um, so basically people contact me for a consultation and they can come here and have a consultation at, at, in our consultation space in Paddock Wood, where I have a, a space and fitting rooms. Um, and, and you were talking about lots and lots of fittings. We only ever do, we do what, the first fitting. And then if there's anything required, any alterations, any remakes or anything, they come back for a second fitting. Nobody's ever been back for more than one fitting. So- uh, Oh, wow, yeah. that's fantastic. So that's great. Um, yeah, and, um, and basically you can uh, find us at, at um, our website www.thebutchclothingcompany.co no it's not .co it's now .com uh, or you, they can reach me shaz at the butch clothing company uh, .co.uk um, and and that's how you do it basically and it, and it's I've 
deliberately kept it so it's all about me basically so they can't they can't it's all about me you know so where, um, are you, where are you in the u.s i'm sorry denise i need to interrupt you it's all um, done online now like for your so, for your global for your global base you know like your okay. australians your canadians your americans they can do the skype consultations and you yep, do i'm it, right okay. here right there right there okay so, so like, I so we do it over online. So like you do, do it online. So if you had a tape measure and someone with you, we could do it right now. Ah, so that's how that's how easy it is. If I had all my swatch books and basically I show you the fabrics, the colors, the lining. Um, we talk about the detailing. I have a rail right here when it's Skype that shows all the lots of different suits on it with lots of different design elements. And, oh, okay. uh, and that's how we work together. And it's I guess very I simple. That in the beginning. And then you I'm just ship them out, that. right? So. Pardon? And then you just ship them out? Yeah, basically. And, and some, some people fly here to get them if they want I to. I believe it. I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've oh. made great friends with people that have flown over to get oh, their suits. But yes, it's fantastic. I'm asking for a reason because I have that show in October and I'd love to have, maybe I could have, how much time does it take to get a, a suit made? Yeah, I normally say uh, seven to nine weeks, but we're July now. So if we could easily do one for October. That that's not a problem at all. Yeah, take yeah you totally and get it shipped could. to you. So basically all you'd need to do is get a tape measure, yeah. get someone who was with you. I mean, we'd have a phone conversation so that I could find out exactly what you were looking for and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I'd give you a call. Um, and then you would uh, agree to have, you know, someone with you partner, friend, whoever, to, that would measure you under my watchful eye. Um, and basically, as long as you had a tape measure that measured in inches, um, and we agreed a Skype time, I would call you at that particular time, and then we would sit there and we would do it. Normally takes, I mean, they're such good fun. It can take three to four hours sometimes, but we can do it much quicker. But normally Great. the measurement process, the measurement process itself takes about 45 minutes. But mm -hmm. then it's kind of like, you know, the chat beforehand and the looking at the fabrics and the looking at the design elements and, the, you know, uh, to create the actual suit. And um, yeah, and that basically that's it. And then you pay on the day because I have to prepay for all the fabrics and right, you know, right. makers times and all the rest of it. Uh, and, and then and then then your suit's made and then it's sent to you. And then we do a fitting on Skype just to make sure. Um, mostly what will happen if there's any slight alterations, you know, like you say, oh, the waistband's a bit looser or anything, you would then take that to what to a local alterations tailor close to you. But I would give you a sheet that tells them what needs to happen because it'd be very wow. simple. If it was a major alteration, which basically doesn't happen, but if it was, it would come back here. And then I would have it altered. I have an excellent alterations tailor that I work with locally to me. And uh, and she's brilliant and she really gets it. And um, and yeah, that's it. Basically, it's very, it's a very simple process. Yeah, you should do it, Jay. You should get a nice fitted suit for this. I should. You know what happened? My, my niece got married um, a few years ago. <clears throat> I would say it's probably almost 10 years now. I didn't want, I had to wear the bridesmaid dress, right? But then the deal was after the salad was served <clears throat> for the dinner, I was allowed to change into my suit. That happened to me when I was 10. I had yeah. to wear a pink bridesmaid's dress and they yes. told me that I could put a trousers and t-shirt on when up for the evening meal. My yes. mum said I can wear trousers and t-shirt in the evening. So I feel yeah, your so pain. You 
So yeah. I did that, right? But I had, and I was lucky enough to find um, like a women's tux, like Michael Kors um, made one that had like sequins on the lapel. But that was really a lucky find because you can't find anything like that. And so prior to me finding that, I went into a, a men's tuxedo store, but like you said, nothing fit right. Like the vest didn't even fit right. I had to clip it in the back because when I got it to fit up here, it was too big on the bottom. Like it's just a problem, always right. too big yeah. on the shoulder. If it fits you on the chest, doesn't fit you on the length. If it right. fits you on yeah. the shoulders, it won't fit you on the chest. The trousers always hang too low. The crotch hangs yeah. too low. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah, it's pointless. This is very yeah. exciting. I think I'm going to, I'll get in touch but, with But, you. JD, you have to remember that we don't do girly suits. Okay. So they will, it, oh, I don't want a girly suit. To be, but I yeah. don't do sequins and things like that. Do you know <laughs> no. what I mean? But I've got lots of fabrics. I mean, everything from tartan to tweed to lightweight tweeds to normal suiting <laughs> fabrics. So, I mean, every color of the rainbow that you could want. Oh, um, because if you want black. a bright green suit, you can have a bright green suit. Black, yeah, I, yes. lining. She, she's like Johnny Cash. So it's going to be black. Black Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to think about like an interesting lining, you know, linings make yes, a suit. Yeah. Back of the waistcoat and the inside of the jacket. Absolutely fantastic. You know, um, uh we do um sort of matching stitching on the cuffs to match oh. the inside of the lining and, and on the on, on the, the, the button hey can you imagine I mean, just an american flag thing. lining <laughs> an american flag lining match your guitar <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah. i could maybe i could come for the then for the final fitting to pick it up that would be I brilliant over there to pick it up yeah really that would be in the summer <laughs> The whole thing just for the suit. Well, yeah, yeah, that, the I'll get your, your information from Denise so I could get in touch yeah, with you definitely. about that. Yeah, no, that sounds like an excellent plan. Um, everybody should consider this. Uh, everyone should consider this. I love it. I don't have an American flag lining, though. I will say that. Oh, I don't. That's fine. But, you know. She's got, got the guitar. Fantastic linings, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a jacket with a pride flag lining inside it. It says "Love is Love" in the rainbow colors inside. Oh, it. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's really. Well, listen, cool. you guys, this has been great, and I know I've kept you way over a half an hour, Shaz. So I apologize. Oh and no, James no, it's fine by me. I, I would talk all night. I'm. <laughs> we would sit here all night too, but I know. <laughs> um, so this is fantastic. The butchclothingcompany.com. If they want to email you directly, it's shaz at thebutchclothingcompany.co.uk. Yeah, and shaz with an S, yeah. Shaz with a Z. S. S. And a Z on the end, yeah. Okay. So it's S-H-A-Z. S-H-A-Z. Got it. Yeah. Z. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's all the information uh, one could could possibly uh, devour. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the great news is seven to nine weeks is like that. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, and, and often it's a lot quicker. And often it's a lot quicker. I just you want to manage people's expectations. Oh, definitely. So yeah. you know, even time that, management it, is one of those expectations. Fantastic. You know, I love it. And like you said, like you can, uh, you know, a suit like that will carry you for yeah in all its many elements you know that's the thing it's that's how to think about it and people always end up buying shirts and stuff like that as well because it's great to have some shirts that actually fit you 
For sure. Um, like, so exactly. you don't have to buy a suit. You could just get a shirt if you, you want. You can just get shirts. You can just get waistcoat. You can just get trousers. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, people often find that a little bit more expensive because obviously they have to have the measurement profile taken. Yeah. And I always take a full measurement profile. I don't just do half a measurement pro, you know. Um, and I do charge a measurement profile fee of 75 pounds a person. Um, which basically um, guarantees my time through the consultation um, and um, covers any alterations or remakes that are required when the suit's made. So there's no further costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and, um, and 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 then and then they've always got their profile there. So if they want anything from a, wi a winter overcoat to a shirt to a waistcoat to trousers, then it's all there. Their profile's ready, and we can make anything from that profile. So it's clever stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, well, listen, I want to congratulate you too on, on going this long. This is, like you said, 2009, 2010. Here we are, you know, 2022. You're still kicking, yeah. you're still rocking. You're getting orders from all over the globe. It's just, it's an incredible testament to your, yes. your business. Yeah, business. some have come and go. I have to say that. Some companies have come and, and not made it. And, uh, you know, it's taken a lot of sweat and toil to make it and a lot of self-investment and a lot of self-belief to kind of try and, you know, my wife has been so unbelievably supportive of this company because there's been times when it's been a really tough road. And, you know, the last couple of years are no exception. And it's right. only just starting to sort of pick up now, really, the last sort of six months. Yeah. Um, and, it's st and it's still slow at, at the moment. But, you know, you keep going and you don't give up. And I think the message of the company is, is important. I've been able to do a lot of charity work um, because of the company. And I've been able to start a, uh, a charity with Age UK in this country for okay. lonely and isolated people. And I know that I only got an in for that because of what I've done with the company. Um, but, and it's not a charity and obviously and it's an expensive business, but I do like to think that actually in some small way, we are able to change people's lives. It's not brain surgery, but it is, you know, making a difference to people oh, that yeah. otherwise really sure. struggle, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm proud of what we do and I'm proud of my team and, and everybody from, you know, my bookkeeper to my accountants, to my master tailor, to, you know, to my yeah. fabric suppliers, to everybody that works with me. <laughs> it takes a village. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, but what people see and what people get is me. And I think that that, I just maintain that to me, that's so important because right. I don't right. trust anybody else to get it as much as I get it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I suppose when I do retire, I won't if I ever retire I won't sell the company on because the company's me right yeah. and um yeah. I want people to be able to know that they're working with someone that actually understands them and actually gets it yeah it's a rare 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 thing yeah yes the integrity it's, is amazing you know for that the business yeah. sense thank so, you yeah. well done you Much appreciated thank you <laughs> thank you that's nice I should go to bed on a high <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hope I hope we get to do like an event or something uh, together. It's been a blast. Yeah, yes. we should we should do lunch. Yeah, at least I'm in. Uh, least, yeah. I'm in um in in uh, Wallington. Oh well, do you know my nan and granddad lived in Wallington. Shut up. Yeah, oh they, they lived in Wallington. Yeah, they they were in Cheen, um, and uh, and they were uh, and they had a prefab near St Helier's Hospital, and then they moved into Wallington. 
and then they moved it to Merstrom. But yeah, so. Uh, oh, good. Okay. So you, know, so you know how to I get remember. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Warrington's not a minute miles. We're Paddock Woods, so it's only around the M25. Yeah, I, I do. I've, I've seen the signs for it before. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Well, listen, have a. And JD's going to come visit. So, I mean, yeah, when I go to lunch, when I pick up my suit. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> We're going to get JD here at some point, somehow. I am working on it. Yes. (laughs) All right, friends. Have a good night. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Much love for having me. Take care. Take care. Why do you always run back to the love of you? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. We drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you. Touch, that's true.